Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where you come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond, it's DL. What up, DL? What up, Tommy? How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in control. You're in, in control. control? Do you feel in control? <laughs> He's back. I'm in control. DL Bane is back. Mate, you sound like you've got a bit of a, a cold over there. Like you're a I think bit... I just talked a lot today. <laughs> it's, uh, it's work, right? Uh, just on the calls, you lose your voice. Bro, Teams is, Teams is just sucking the life out of you. Zoom. Yeah, the Zoom. Uh, <laughs> you're on Teams. They're all the same. Who the fuck's on Teams? Of Dude, course we, we have a partnership with Microsoft. We're, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're a big boy. We're a big boy. Teams sucks. <laughs> teams like works one out of three times. Zoom, Zoom is definitely worse than Teams. This is the worst chanter of all time. Yeah, we can cut podcast. But actually, it's it's just not true. Well, anyway, look, if you guys want to listen to us talk about our day, you absolutely can. There will be time codes in the description. Otherwise, DL, what have you been up to this week? I have been alongside losing my voice. Yeah, um, God, it's really bad right now. Are you you dying over there? I don't, I don't know, man. I've been watching honestly nothing new. Actually, I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, my days. What a film. Oh, my days. What a film. That sounds like... Oh, that, my days. Is that a line from no. the movie? Hello, dears. Hello, dears. That's a, oh, that's a line you that just a bit and bum? Like, <laughs> look at that. Who's this strapping young lad? So I remember we, we went out for a, a lunch fairly recently, and I think... This your, is why we watched Your it. partner was talking about doing some Robin, Robin Williams, Williams movies. Marathon. And like I vetoed like all the ones she wanted to watch, of course, were the ones that were bad. Sure. Like, what was the one, Jack? Oh, I've never seen that yeah, one. You want to know why? Because it's, like, terrible. Is it depressing? I don't know, but it's, like, a bad rating oh, everywhere. Is, isn't it, like, uh, it, he's got a kid's mind in an adult's body? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, something like one that. One of those. Okay. And it's just, like, I have no desire Love to Robin it. Williams, though. Yeah, I'm not... I just didn't want to watch that. Love one. to watch things like Hook. That's a good one. Hence Flubber. why I, I suggested either Flubber or Mrs. Doubtfire. Flubber's the bomb. And we went with Mrs. Doubtfire. Because I hadn't actually seen it ever. Ooh, you never really? seen Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, I'd seen like parts of it. Pierce Brosnan is a beautiful man in that film. He's so good looking. He's so great in that film. <laughs> it's so crazy. And he's such a twat. He is in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not, like... He's not a good bloke. He's not like a bad, bad bloke, but he's not a good bloke. He, yeah, he's he, he scales he, that line. He, he scales it because it's like, obviously... Robin Williams is like a little like he's supposed to be the good guy. He's a good he's guy, a good, guy, but he's he's taking this too far. Yes, like, yes. Like I mean, it opens and he's got a well, zoo. He dresses up as a woman. Well, of course, I, I, he's taking it boy. too far. I, dude, he opens and he's like throwing a birthday party with like farm animals in the house. I'm like, yeah, no shit. She's divorcing you. Oh, dude. really? I don't. I don't. Can you imagine if you just brought farm animals into the house for your kid's twelfth birthday? But if you look at the house, they're running outside got. the house. But if you look at the house they've got, even like if you tried to buy that house now, that is millions and millions it's of dollars. In San Francisco. It's excessive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's unbelievable. Well, the point being, like, the donkey can't be in it either way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's like. The donkey. <laughs> There's no way to talk about Robin and, Williams. And so I'm like, you know, like, yes, this guy's kind of a rich prick who just, like, is very into himself, obviously. But I'm also like, fair enough. Like, the. This guy is a bit of a loose case. Saying that though, he he can't be the rich one in that relationship. Because if you remember when when he gets kicked out, he goes to this like tiny little apartment. I mean, like tiny. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Pierce Brosnan. No, no, I I get it, but like it's clear the 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 wife who wears the pants in that relationship between him and her and Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just how divorces go when you when they. You know, the mom gets the Maybe. kids and the house. Like that's, Maybe. Well, not, not if not if the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard caught his trials going. They don't have kids, kids go thank by. God. <laughs> thank Wowza. God they don't have kids. Yeah, that's... He has literally become Jack Sparrow. 
In in real life. Yes, like yeah, he yeah. is Jack Sparrow. He's breaking down into that human being, no, I feel. It's, it's happened. Yeah. This is, like, it's, this, is, this is it now. He's really funny in court, though. Like, I have... Yeah, he's playing Jack Sparrow. Like, playing, you watch those videos, he's yeah. like, like, literally just like... Where's the rum gun? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, good movies. What's next on there, Robin Williams? So I watched that one. I, you, got, you gonna watch Flubber anytime soon? I was down to watch Flubber. I but I, I'm kind of like also like, fuck, will Flubber actually be good? I might come it watch. It kind of feels you. like it's something like I thought was good. Then yeah, back in the watch, it's gonna be yeah. not good. I feel like that it, it's got a similar vibe to like a Space Jam. Like everyone remembers Space Jam being amazing, but if you watch it now, I'd be like, oh, that's actually a bit shit. It's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, but like I actually think Mrs. Doubtfire was a fucking funny movie. Yeah, it's, it's great like movie. a fucking great performance. And it, it's kind of ahead of its time. It was like, although there's a lot of jokes in there that like would not fly. Not out. hold up today. Yeah. Oh my god! You find that a lot with '90s cinema, though. Yeah. And uh, what year was that in? You you keep talking. It was I don't know. I think it was sometime in the '90s. It was um, there was a like a lot of stuff about like just you know like a gay couple that is his brother. Yeah. And so they're very involved and like it's a lot of show tunes and 1993. Like, it's it's just very very like you know it's not it's not watered down. Yeah, it's like for, yeah. for a family movie, it's not watered down, which is yeah. like you don't get that much of. It's interesting, days, like in films these days. I don't yeah, but also it, it's some pretty terrible stereotypes. <laughs> like they're not good. Like, I mean, it's not really like a crazy stereotype back then in the '90s to say that like like the, the gay people were in San Francisco. Like they, no, 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 no. no. And what, they what I mean might is, have been yeah. in like theater. Like that's actually not a bad stereotype. It's pretty accurate. I just mean I did general. theater as a kid, bro. At, like ninety percent of the guys there ended up. <laughs> actually being you misconstrued what i'm saying i mean in 90s cinema there are some awful stereotypes oh in general gay stereotypes yeah like we watched uh we actually watched randomly the the outtakes from rush hour have you seen them Uh, the end of rush hour one two and three is the funniest yeah it's hilarious three actually no i don't it's bad the outtakes are funny though (laughs) (laughs) it's like the only highlight (laughs) yeah literally there's there's a a scene in the second one when they arrive in las vegas and jeremy piven is playing a a gay designer yeah yeah crocodile bad bloke yeah Yeah. and it's like ad-libbing like some of the lines and he's like as this stereotype it's quite funny to look back at and go oh i wouldn't fly any days do we do we not like jeremy piven now i think he got me too'd or something along those lines yeah yeah. bad bloke I mean, there's so the Me Too thing was like such a whirlwind. You're like, I don't even like who's involved it? in this. Yeah, and like Aziz got Me Too, and then I like read it. I was like, well, I mean, that was kind of weird. I thought, I thought, I don't know if that's a full Me Too. He yeah, pulled I his f- dick out a little too early, but she, she still hung <laughs> out. Like, I, feel, I feel like that was a weird one. He and tried the naked man trick, basically. When we, yeah. <laughs> that's what he tried to do. We were watching How I Met Your Mother, funnily enough, as yeah. you mentioned it. He tried it. <laughs> what, come on, what else have you been up to? I don't know. Uh, where, where, where was I? <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Outer Rim, still digging it. Uh, Adam Project, watched half of it. I mean, it's like, it's better than like... It's the, passable fun. It's better than Red Notice so far. Oh, yeah, okay. I I think. But I also, mean, it's like this classic time movie where it's like, no, this actually makes Anything's sense. better than Red Notice. That was a bad movie. Was we bad talked movie. about it. Go back and listen to our podcast uh, on it. Yeah, plug for Red Notice. Um, Fantastic Beast because Gail wants to watch the other one in theaters and realize she has to watch the other two. Oh, so you you watching the originals? Just the the first one, yeah. I saw them in cinema. And the the American guy's all right. That's about it. And the Wait. girl that he's into is kind of like she's a good actress. What she? What else is she in? So the the witch that can read minds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's beautiful as well. What's she called in the film? I don't remember any names. I don't. But she's in love with a Muggle. Who's like this New York baker? Who's the the? He's he's our ba- bakery bakery yeah, boy. We'll I, call him bakery boy. Baker boy. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Gingerbread man. Ba- bakery boy. He's uh he's he's all right. He he accepts all this wizard stuff way too quickly. Queenie. Though. 
Yeah. Queenie, Queenie, is, Queenie is. is very accepting yes. of the Wizarding World. I'd be like, Queenie bro, this and is Jacob. blowing my mind. Like, I'm trying to think what Queenie is in. I'm looking at her IMDb now, and I don't know any of these things. Ah, well, she's she's good looking, and she's in something else that I can't quite place. But Adam Project, Fantastic Beast, Doubtfire. At one point, we tuned into a rom called rom com called What's Your Number that has that blonde chick that's in every rom com from the '90s. I forget her name. Rachel McAdams. No, because she's more than just a 90s rom-com chick. Oh, she's, I'll, she's I'll look it up right now. But it also has uh, our favorite Captain America. Um, our favorite Captain America? My, well, of the two. Of how many? <laughs> Anthony Mackie? Uh, no, Chris Hems. Uh, I, I always mix up the Chris. Chris is uh, Chris Pine. You mean Chris Evans? Chris Evans. <laughs> literally all of them. You literally went through all three. The Chris Pines, because I literally couldn't figure it out. I was like, <laughs> they're all four right here. He's He's in it, and it's like in the 90s, and he looks the same except maybe he got hair plugs because his hair looks thinner evans yeah evans did he's i think he wears a wig in a, in a lot of the avengers movies he wears a wig you reckon yeah no okay. he does he does yeah. yeah adds up but even it lo- even looks like thinner than like knives out i think he's just like whatever i think he doesn't care i think like now he's just like i'm a dude so what like it's gonna get thin no i'm talking about this one. Oh, you mean this was thinner before in that yeah so oh, maybe like, you did that so i'm like maybe something happened but uh point being He's in this, and he just looks the exact fucking same. Is it a good movie? Is it like worth watching? Years, I mean, it's a crappy rom-com where he's like a really arrogant fuckboy, but it's... Standard. It's, it's interesting to see. Yeah, I, yeah. I just like him as an actor. He kind of plays the same he is, in everything, though, yeah. doesn't he? Oh, I don't know. He's got really good range. Other than Captain America. Have you ever That's seen, very different. Have you ever seen Losers? We'll mm. have to talk about that on the podcast one time. It's a very funny, Loser. very funny movie. Is it movie. just like a rom-com as well? No, no, no. It's... I'm not even going to describe it to you. We should just watch it and talk about it on the podcast. It's very funny. Adding to watch list. It's got a heist, a heist element to it. It's it's great. Um, I've been onto a couple of fun yeah, things well, this gonna, week. What, what else, man? What have you seen? Dude, I've got three movies this week to talk to you about. Three? I don't know if you've... I don't know if... You might have seen one of them, and it might be the one that I'm, I'm hoping you've seen. So, I first of all, we started... We wanted just like some action nonsense it was like a thursday night it was like just put a movie on yes. and we found a movie called old guard it's like a netflix movie i don't know if you've heard of it it's got sharice Sh- i'm never gonna say her name right sharice theron is that how you say it that is how you charlize say it. theron charlize theron. I- charlize theron anyway it's got her in it and it's based oh. on a graphic novel by a dude greg rooker and oh. basically the sort of blurb is it's a group of mercenaries who are all kind of immortal and they're all like centuries and centuries old and it's about the fact that one of them starts to lose their ability to heal. So they're effectively losing their immortality as the movie goes on. Mm. While they've learned that there is a new one of these immortals in the world. That There's this whole plot around corporations trying to take them to utilize their immortality. It's, it's actually quite an interesting... Some of it's quite interesting. But at the end of the day, it's kind of forgettable. Like, it's... I couldn't tell you the majority of the subtle parts of the plot. Like, there's action. <laughs> There's there's the guy who plays Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter films, who's the bad guy. Literally, that's all I can remember. And Cherise <laughs> Theron's great in this. Sounded like it was going to be Deathloop at the start, and then it took a turn. No, but there is a fun bit at the beginning where yeah. they all walk into a room and have all been betrayed, and they all get like the hell blown out of them by like miniguns on the wall and stuff. It's mm. great. And what I else, got man? A, What's number two? I got another one that I think you'll really like. Okay. Have you seen Palm Springs? I've been to Palm Springs. It's, it's, <laughs> ma- it's massively overrated. If you don't like golf, there's not much there. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. So it's a, this, I think, is a Netflix movie as well. It is the dude from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, whose name yes. I'm forgetting all of a sudden. It's Andy Samberg. Yes. And it's the chick who was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Yes. And it's effectively right. Groundhog Day meets Brooklyn Nine-Nine humor. <laughs> it's right, I'm, I'm so funny. You should, you should definitely, you will really I'm like this. It. 
It's very. I really funny. like him anyway. Yeah, so. he's hilarious. And Although that that other movie he did uh, with like the, what was it like the, the Hustle or something? Oh, I don't know. Where he he's like a stunt guy. Oh yeah, what? that's everyone loves that film. I'm not. It's into a bit it. overrated. Yeah, it's big overrated. Yeah, uh, I've never hot, been. Hot, hot, yeah, something. I don't know. What's what's this one called again? Sorry, Palm Springs. Palm, it's uh, how could I forget? So good. Like Palm Springs is memorable. That's how I could forget. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, the the black comedy in it is, it's it's way up my alley. It's perfect. It's so sarcastic. Stuck it's, in a time loop. Yeah, Groundhog Day. <laughs> time Grand, loop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, mate. You'll yeah. well, yeah. There's a lot of that in it too, which kind of links to the games you're playing at the minute. So. This one for me was like probably one of my favorite off the off the wall movies. Oh, it might be on Amazon actually. Um, it's one of my favorite off the wall movies that I hadn't seen and just kind of went, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Nice. And the last thing I watched this week, third and final movie before we move on, I got to watch the new Nicolas Cage movie. And I know we briefly talked about this before the show, but just for the listeners, mm. the new Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. This is probably my favorite comedy in the last five years it is delightful it's amazing it's Ooh, such a wow bold, bold oh it's, it's huge it's seriously Thomas. meta mate you would love it some bold statements it's like for, for context for anyone who doesn't know um essentially what happens is nick cage gets at, get, he's a failing actor Oh, the irony and he <laughs> but he's playing himself right so he's playing this failing actor who's offered a million dollars to go to this super fans island and essentially just be himself in this superfan's like party and it turns out the superfan is apparently a like massive it's just evil basically like <laughs> he's part of the cartel and the CIA recruiting Nick Cage to do all this stuff and he leverages his like movie and there's loads of movies and there's loads of references to them for how he gets out of situations it is beautiful <laughs> it's so well done you have seen all his movies not at all not at all it. but i mean it only really touches them topically like so he'll say they'll make a reference about how he can do donuts in a car and gone in 60 seconds for example and it's it's just <laughs> chef's kiss it's, it's beautiful so the the highlight of the film for me is and it's in the trailer so it's not a spoiler pedro pascal who's this this bad guy and Nick Cage, they take LSD, they take acid to try and free their minds so they can write a script together. Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where they think they're being followed in the, in the local town. They're in Mallorca. Mm-hmm. They're in the, and they run away and they're like freaking out. They're like, they're following us. We've got to get away from them. And ah! <laughs> and they get to this wall. And you can watch the trailer like it's in it. They get this the wall. jump off. And he, no, no, Nick Cage jumps onto the top of the wall and they're trying to get away, like they're trying mm. to get away from these guys, but he's not strong enough to pull Pedro Pascal on. He's, it's this like <laughs> real like dramatic scene. Like, I'll, I miss you. I love you. I, I got, and he's like, go without me and all that. And Pedro Pascal is like at the bottom, like crying. And, and then he, Nick Cage jumps down to the side and he's like, really gutted he's like this guy go and then the guy just kind of walks around to the side of the wall the wall's <laughs> only like tw- 10 foot wide yeah. so he just like oh it's it's beautiful highly recommend one thing i wanted to ask you though quickly was uh, I, I mentioned last week i jumped on the super smash bros podcast yeah yeah i, I listened that was what do you think yeah it was good good uh, good to hear you on another podcast they're, and i like liked the analysis a lot of jabs of me being unprepared oh wow so it's you know, I don't, come know out. I, I don't know how I feel about that. But, <laughs> You'll uh, have to go on one of their podcasts. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess there's always, there's always someone. But yeah, the the boys were there. Were it was a good show they had. Yeah, yeah. We briefly touched on this movie, and I wondered if there was uh, a movie star who you would like to see do a similar thing, where they had to bring out some of their old movie roles to get out of situations. Okay, um, that's hard. It's a loaded question. The, I can give you one to. That's, to start that's like you. hard off the cup because I feel like there's probably 
so many good answers. Oh, so many that. good answers. And yeah. I'm just gonna name like the first one that comes to my. What's head. the first one that comes to head? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, great. That would be <laughs> yeah. that would be hilarious. Like, only because of probably Total last Recall, week, last which week. we talked about last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about this during the week, and I yeah. came up with the idea of what if Samuel Jackson had to play multiple ma- characters from his back back catalog. It'd be, I mean, like they'd be very. It's just similar, a bunch but... <laughs> of black guys with guns yelling, like like that's a, the role he plays in a lot of. It's just well, like the dude with the gun yelling. Yeah, but imagine if Snakes on a Plane dude with a gun had to meet. <laughs> That's um, not a variety. No, ha- had to meet like Pulp Fiction's <laughs> guy with a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would be, it would be beautiful. Uh, look, moving on. I know we've talked a lot, a lot, and I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking about what we've been up to it's this week. Good. What have we heard? What have have you, you heard? what have you heard this week, DL? Have you heard any? This is the um, section of the show dude, where we basically go into there's like, some vague news bits that we enjoy the sound of. Yeah, there's so much. There's um, so much news. We're going to try and streamline a little bit. So I'll, I'll try and avoid the the ones that all fall into the same kind of bucket of Disney Marvel Cinema verse. We can talk about that first um, if you want. We can yeah, talk yeah, about actually, CinemaCon. Let's just, let's, just, let's just start with Bang. Dude. CinemaCon happened. Yeah, there's so which I didn't even know was a thing. I don't know what Me CinemaCon neither. Is, but <laughs> I just saw there was a lot how, of news. That how came we out. didn't know this, I'm not sure. Uh, Basically, CinemaCon is an event like a Comic Con or any sort of con where a bunch of people go and sit in theaters and whoop a lot. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a lot of whooping, and they show off the movies that are coming up. And this year, mm-hmm. there's been stalls for everyone. There's been Sony. There's been Warner Brothers. There's been Disney, and we have got some primo content Children so whoop, whoop. <laughs> we got some free more content so first and foremost let's do a couple there was venom 3 has been announced yay the batman 2 was announced with matt reeve and yay. rob panson returning yay. that's an actual yay how about this you rate these on, on a whoop scale so how, how loud would you whoop for these if you heard them in in the cinema car <laughs> so which one okay we'll start with venom 2 venom 3 cricket <laughs> you gotta give it some. No, you were at a con. You gotta give it some whoops. I mean, like I whoop, yeah. Uh, what about the Batman two? Whoop whoop whoop. For me, that's a big whoop. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a whole 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 host got of it. Disney stuff. I'm gonna pick a couple out that aren't MCU first. So first and foremost, we got the Avatar sequel. That's got a date of 16th <laughs> of December name. and a name. <laughs> uh, the Way of Water. How many whoops for that? Uh, <laughs> it's not even crickets nah, it's just a meh yeah. alright how about Lightyear the Buzz Lightyear movie which is coming out on June 17 yeah. I'm quite I'm quite psyched for that I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh, and finally before we talk about some of the um, MCU stuff Indiana Jones 5 it's coming out on May 30 23 I can't help but whoop yeah, I can't help but whoop, even though I know it's going to be bad. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. How nerdy are we? Whoop, whoop. We're what pretty. Is, well, look, we're at a con here, right? This is, this is very we're lame. A, we're at a fake con. This whooping is... I'm going to give you a couple of couple of quick uh, MCU bits that have been announced as well. So we knew we knew these had been announced, but these have got now dates. So Black Panda, Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Did you say Black Panda? <laughs> What a film. Yeah, that'd be, it's like a mix between Kung Fu Panda and yeah, Black Panda. Yeah, I, I was literally imagining a black, <laughs> yeah. Jack Black, black as a panda. <laughs> stop, uh, stop. Let me go through this super quick. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, is coming out November 11th this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, of course, have The Marvels, which is February 17th next year, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be May 5th, twenty three. And the final one we got was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is 28th of July, 2020. God, these were announced so long Give me some ago. woos. I'll, yay! Woos! Yay! And you know what I was going to... I was going to preface this by saying, for once, we're not just getting unnamed sequels. <laughs> unnamed <to> Project <laughs> 4. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm excited TBD for all seven. I'm excited for all of these, ex- except for the Little Mermaid, which was announced too, uh, or Venom Three. What, what is it like a live it, action? It's a live action one. Yeah. Yeah. They announced it ages ago. Um, well, like, dude, these movies been out announced forever ago. Like, it's crazy how long it took for some of these to come out. And I mean, I mean, yeah. they they plan the roadmap well in advance, right? No, I know, but like, even I think that COVID probably delayed it. Oh, loads like, of it. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I wonder how much it of this like would a already year be out. ago. Would, all this would have been out. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At least some of it. Look, moving on from that, CinemaCon was a big woo in my eyes. Woo! Boop. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to go one day to a to a con. Would you? No, not really. It's too much. I just don't know. I don't think I've got the amount of woos in me. Right now, you don't have any woos. Your I voice have, is completely gone. Very little woos <laughs> to give. Um, no, I, I, I guess it would be cool. Like, I just think I'd rather go to a film festival. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. like if I'm gonna go to, like some kind of. What would festival. you go to? Cannes is like. Kansas is really wanky. Uh, I've heard, uh, what's the one? Sundance. In, yeah. I've heard one, Sundance is good. And it's like snowing and you can go snowboarding too. Oh yeah, that sounds yeah. good. All I, all I really think about that is when I think of Sundance is that episode of Entourage. Yeah, <laughs> literally what I was just imagining. He gets a call. Yeah. <laughs> First one on the mountain, bro. <laughs> who's, who's the dude who did Titanic again? I forgot his name. James Cameron. He got a call from James Cameron. Yeah. He's like on the slow. He's like, be everything's working out, bros. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst show of all time. No, we should not. do an episode of that. good. I love that show. Right, moving on then. Have you heard this week? Spider-Man into Spider-Verse, sadly, or not so sadly, depending on your point of view, has been pushed from October 22 to June 2023 now. Part of me is upset because I want to see that movie sooner. Part of me knows that they uh, screened the first 15 minutes at CinemaCon. And there's a part of me that says, I'm kind of happy that they're not crunching this movie out. They're just trying to do it right and get and get as much Oscar Isaac as possible, hopefully, because I love that guy. Which um, one did he play? The original Spider-Man? No, no, he he played the, the, blonde the future one? the future Spider-Man. Yeah. So there's it's like a it's a post-credit scene at the end of the film. In Spider-Man 2099. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. But he goes back and he recreates the famous meme with Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yeah, too That's many Spider-Mans happens. these days. It's no, hard to keep up. Not. This is a good one. This is it's hard to keep up. This is the best one. I'm excited no, for it. I'm down for it. I'm just I'm just saying it's like I don't remember. How who many woos how many woos are you giving it? I triple woo. <laughs> One of your favorite Chris's was in the original. Chris Pine. He's the Spider-Man who dies at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Multiverse Star Trek. Of madness of yeah. Chris's. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking you can do know. Like There's too version. many. <laughs> uh, uh, would you have any news this week, DL? Uh, I had a couple things that you missed. Uh, well, you apparently announced before as we were talking about this, Netflix is fucked. Mm. And that's a piece of news, which I don't entirely agree No, Netflix with. is, is, is not entirely right? agree with that. But, uh, what? But yeah, apparently they just had like, you know, they, they had a bad quarter, man. It they lost a ton of viewers and it's apparently they're forecast to lose 2 million more in the US alone. Yeah, it'll be fine. I think we're basically going back to like a cable model, right? Everyone I has their, their own streaming gonna, service. The stock's going to drop. But like, Everyone's stock is dropping They'll right be now. fine. Yeah, it's just, still, it's just a, a mature company, mature, or a, a, Where do a they growth go? company yeah. that is now mature. Yeah. yeah. And my question is like, I don't, my question, my point is I don't think they've got anywhere else they can go, but also because a lot of other uh, channels are taking their content back to have on their own streaming platforms. Yeah. We're just going to end up with like a cable again. I think, well, but it's like a way better cable because you have like way more choice. Oh, you can see everything yeah. from across I the I think what we're too. finding is like streaming just isn't that great of a business model. Like it's, it's mm. not, it's, it's good. It's just not like, it's not like a tech company. Mm. It's a cable. It's like a decoupled cable company sure right? there's less infrastructure it's not as big a thing but it's really easy these days to create like a streaming service and like i guess like maybe none of them have as cool of an algorithm or as good of a feel and user experience as netflix because you know when you're going through binge man it kind of fucking sucks like well, you hit back and you just wanted to go back and it takes you all the way back to the home screen you're like what the fuck's happening 
Why is this thing tweaking? It doesn't happen on Netflix, but are you really going to like pay an extra 10 bucks a month because of that? Probably not. Well, the interesting point that I was, tr- I was trying to make <laughs> That's there. their differentiator. No, no, the interesting point I was yeah. trying to make there was that uh, Netflix is losing a ton of content. So you think the things, yeah. the yeah. things that people used to buy Netflix for, your Office US's, your friends, stuff like that, Seinfeld, they're taking them all up because the companies are making their own streaming services. So yeah. now it's just going to be, is their own IP strong enough to bring people in, bring new people in and keep people there? And for the most part, I'd probably say no. I think that they knew, they saw this coming a long time ago. That's why they started making their own content. Yeah, of and, course. And that's why they're getting into gaming. And I think that Netflix like is a company that's reinvented itself like four times. Mm. And it's really hard to bet against company. Like they'll find a way to survive. They may not, you know, their stock might not do great, but I think, I still think Netflix has got a, you know, a strong, a strong future. I think they're on the way out. <laughs> they're going the way of Blockbuster. <laughs> that, that, no, I, I sincerely disagree with that. Look, guys, if there's any news we haven't mentioned, hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram, fire us a message, tag us in a post, let us know what it is. We will read it out next week. Uh, a bunch of this new, a bunch of the news this week came from various people. The Spider-Man news came from friend of the show, Luke. Final bit of news before we move on to our main topic, DL. Yes. Did you hear this week? That the House of the Dragon, the budgets, have been reported. Who reports this, by the way? The, the, the accountant? I don't know. I, the feel, I feel like someone... <laughs> do you think they leak them? Do you think they're like, our show's the most expensive one? I just oh, don't know if that's like something to be proud of. Is it? I, I don't think so. And so it's like no, the accountants... It's like, crazy. Maybe there's just like this like secret society of accountants who are like, we need to get... like They get they get paid by like somebody to, like, <laughs> maybe to release the book. That's really fucking weird. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure so, out well, how this so, happens. So, like, so, someone's paying someone to get some information yeah. on to get those those big headlines. So... This season, the first season of House of the Dragon, the Game of the Game of Thrones spin-off, as we all know, spin-off. is apparently being budgeted at twenty million per episode. Now, for comparison, the final season of Game of Thrones was fifteen million per episode. That's shocking. Which is mental. That's literally the main topics film. That's like three episodes. Exactly. That's, that's crazy. Now, if you want another mental stat, apparently. The new series of Stranger Things has been costed at thirty million per episode. So season four, they're just like is fuck going it. nuts. They're like, we're ending this with a bang. They're really well. I think the season. I think they do season five and then finish. We talked about it the other well, week. Well, that that is one thing you can say about Netflix. It's like, why are you spending so much when like some of the I best thought, shit isn't that expensive? I thought, yeah. Well, the first, yeah, even season, the first of Stranger season Things wouldn't have been that expensive. It would have been so cheap. Yeah, you would think. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I had this off, weird I'm thought about. From the hip. Yeah, I had this weird thought about Stranger Things earlier, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about. How can it end, right? So there's going to be an ending. We know that. Next season's the final season. <laughs> wow. There's going to be an ending? Well. <laughs> we do know that. You tell me. <laughs> I was wondering if... Do you not think... I mean, and it would be a little bit weird because it's how the first season ended, but the the only way they can close the rift for good is if Eleven goes in and stays in. Like, that's the ending. It's like a sad... I mean, it would be for Mike. Into the darkness. Yeah, the upside down. The darkness. What do you reckon? Charlie Murphy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess so. I mean, like, yeah, because she's just, like, never going to fit in, is she? No. I mean, we're at season, Especially with that we're weird, at season weird three, voice. and she just can't talk still. <laughs> she still talks like this. Mike, um, like, lie? Like, lies? Like, just repeats everything slowly yeah. that the person before her said. Yeah, really bad 80s trope as well. Yeah. Honestly, it bugs me now. Yeah. I hope by this new season she's at least trying to form full sentences. Yeah. No, I could see that happening. 
Yeah, undermine the end of the first season to be perfectly honest. Why? Because she what happened in the first season? Because the end of the first season, she like disappears, and you think like because they didn't know if they were getting a second season. The idea was that she closes the the rift and sends whatever it is back, yes. in, the demagogue, and back in. And to do so, she has to essentially sacrifice yes. herself. Yes. And then at the beginning of the second season, she's just back. She's yes. just there. I mean, I could see that happening, or I could. All, I mean, I, I'd be keen to like see what inspires them like what like how do those all those 80s movies like back to the future and and all the steven spielberg movies how do those end they usually end on a happy note Mm -hmm. so i'd be pretty surprised that they didn't end it that like similarly because it's very inspired by that ilk of i'd be surprised but at the same time it would be be very nice if something different happened in tv for once that might make my netflix subscription last a little bit longer maybe (laughs) (laughs) look moving on from the news do you want to preface our main topic this week? Uh, yeah, we're talking about the Southman. <laughs> the, the South woman. The South woman. <laughs> the, the Northman. S- the Southerly woman. The, A24 are back, baby. Yeah, A24 is the Northman, um, which is a, you know, if you've seen the trailers, it, it looks just like a your classic revenge flick, yeah. right? Um, so with that, do you want to... But no, up, it's uh, time for DL to get heady. Everyone, <laughs> it's one of those episodes. Well, there's a lot of uh, mythology. <laughs> but I'm not going to express myself to be a Nordic expert. Nor no. did I, nor as you know, guys, I never show up prepared. So no, no, no. I, and, and if you listen I didn't to the, suddenly just learn about Nordic If mythology. you listen to the Super <laughs> Smash Bros. episode, I'm pretty sure you're not even equipped to talk about things. <laughs> equipped? Equipped? <laughs> equipped? All right. Just before we get into it, we will be doing spoilers and then non-spoilers. So to start with, we like to do our stupid plot summary. Yeah. Do you have one? I do. I don't actually summarize the plot at all. It was more so <laughs> just realizing... Anyway, I'll just say it. Uh, tempting the fates, Alexander Skarsgård does the impossible. He finally reads the script before signing up to the movie. The twist? Doing so produces an above-average Viking shroom trip. <laughs> It's very Have spot on. Have you seen on. his back catalog? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, mate. We'll Wasn't get into he it. in like True, True Blood or something? Uh, that's one of the high points. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll give you mine. Beowulf with bad posture is a CrossFit bro <laughs> on a simultaneous revenge mission, an acid, acid trip with more weird Nordic singing than Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> there is a lot of Nordic singing. There is so much Nordic singing in, in both this. of those movies. I forgot that they had that in Justice League. Justice League, um, Zack Snyder's one just went a bit weird at the end there, didn't yeah. it? All right, can you tell both me before accurate. we get into this, what do you think the IMDb score is for this right now? Seven, eight. Oh, seven, nine. Mm. You were very close. What about Rotten Tomatoes? It's a percentage. Uh, that'd be like 84. Ah, it's 89. Really? Okay. Now for the divisive one. Can you Six, guess? What 60, 74. It's not. It's very high this week. It's 81. Really? So this is probably one of the highest rated Metacritic movies we've yeah, ever done. <laughs> Metacritic, I honestly always just guess yeah, I've, well, i mean i guess i'm guessing all this literally no well, all three oh, of them are guesses <laughs> you get an idea though yeah. like you can i mean like you were, metacritic is just so it's so hit or miss like i just like, don't know yeah well anyway this is directed by robert eggers who is he's an a24 alum right he's he's big for this these guys um he directed lighthouse and vavitch yeah lighthouse, and called. lighthouse which i wanted you to watch and you said it was too weird and i think it is actually pretty it's weird it's very odd apparently they just filmed like a bunch of random scenes and chucked them all together sounds awesome yeah great cool well anyway this willem is willem got... dafoe filming random scenes <laughs> well speaking of willem dafoe yeah. he's in this movie Barely. so this has willem dafoe it's got alexander skarsgård it's got nicole kidman ethan hawke and taylor joy 
Bjork's in this, I didn't realize, and the mountain from Game of Thrones in this. So it's got a stacked cast. Is that the guy playing the game? Uh, I wow. don't have a clue. I think it was. Wow. Look, wow. I think we've got a real contender for Goofy Signed to be picks this week. I told you I was going to bring you on. Mate. I told you I, I was going to bring I, you on. I thought it was going to be one of the main guys based off of the... Because I, I... Yeah, spoilers. Could easily be. Yeah. Look, we we have our current MVP who is as the last three weeks, so this is his fourth week, uh, is Adam Darlington, yes. who played NY Homeless Man yes. in his terrible Snapchat selfie. Yes. Um, which, I've deci- which I think this week, his opponent is the picture you would receive after getting that selfie, which is mm-hmm. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, thank you. For IMDb once, we're getting a name. Picture. We're getting a main lead yeah, yeah. as their IMDb. And this is, is fantastic nonsense. It is. It is fair to question why this is his picture. He's in tidy whities with a tuxedo top, like <laughs> no pants, but the shoes are still there. Um, he, he's all business up top yeah, and party down below. Exactly, but tidy whities. I think that is an absolutely nonsense IMDb picture. That's for, the, the for somebody as big as he is of yeah. goofy IMDb. Yeah, picks. I think he wins. I think but, he's got to. But he also like maybe is just really proud of his thighs. Well, you'd surely take it after this movie if he was that proud of his thighs because he was massive. Yeah, he in was the fucking yoked. But he his posture, his poor y- posture was. Quite I, ca- poor. I called it out. I called it out in my stupid plot summary. He's the, he's yeah. got bad posture. Yeah, what's up with that? He's just like hunched the whole or time. Maybe he just needs to stop doing the lat exercises. Yeah, he has, his lats. Yeah. were bigger than his head. Yeah, it's a problem. What is happening? Uh, like you, how do you massage that? Out? <laughs> No. That sports massage is going to take yeah. an hour just for those lats. Look, yeah. let's get into this then. So talk to me. What uh, what, is, what happens in this movie? Uh, a Nordic prince has his home and family taken from him and in his pursuit to avenge. The revenge tale. Uh, fate will force him into a harrowing choice. I would, I a harrowing choice? A harrowing I hope choice. not. Not heroin. Harrowing. <laughs> harrowing. A harrowing choice. Um, yeah, it's, it's like just... Uh, it's what the trailer says, right? Yeah, it's pretty much what the trailer says. Um, so my, minus a couple curves and twists. Yeah, my, my problem with these movies now is... like, And I and I am... So we've talked about A24 a bunch of times. They're this mm-hmm. film studio who produced these really wacky, uh, very interestingly shot, interestingly directed movies that always have some sort of twist in them. Yeah, well, they just twist- always get advertised a bit differently than Yes. Are, which I'm starting to like about them. Yeah, me too. But then at the right. same time, it's sort of taking away from my viewing experience because I'm sat there going, what's the twist going to be? Like, I'm not I'm not just sat and taking the film in. I'm like, what am I waiting for But it's here? not always like a twist. It's all, Sometimes it's just like poorly advertised. Like, there's like, the Green Knight didn't really have a twist. It just wasn't what it was advertised as. Yeah, okay. That's this fair. had a twist. Yeah, okay. Fair. All right. No, I'll give yeah, you that. You know what I mean? I think with this, though, I was waiting for that twist. I said to you at the beginning. You the did, first yeah. thing I said to you was, what's Because it was advertised so, as such a simple movie yes. that wouldn't have one, right? Now, like, so. now, really quickly for context, when we went to see this movie, we went with both our partners and one of your partner's friends. <laughs> which was like... None <laughs> of which have any interest in this kind of well, movie. just had no context at, at all. all yeah <laughs> like, at all about what they were getting into and one thing neither of our stupid plot summaries touched on is this movie's fucking brutal we're gonna talk about that <laughs> like, we are absolutely it's brutal it's brutal <laughs> but They're like animals i asked my partner i said look we're gonna see this movie do you want to come and she just said yeah and i said all right do you want to watch the trailer first and she went nah i think i've seen it and i went i it, it, mm, i don't know if you have <laughs> 
It's so funny because my conversation went the exact same. Except she didn't, <laughs> she didn't even ask for the trailer, which never happens. Wow. I think she really was just like, I haven't seen my partner that much this week. I want to hang out with him. And it's a very kind thought. But like, this is the one time where she should have asked some no, questions. No, yeah. She should have asked some questions. And this was not only brutal, <laughs> a long movie. Like this was, we're going to talk about pacing in a bit. But look, so he goes on, like Alexander Skarsgård starts as a young ball cut boy. That's what he is. He's a ball cut boy. He sees his father murdered after going on some weird acid, tri- acid trip. And then he goes off into the world and becomes a big wolf man. And then finds out about his father's murderer has moved mm-hmm. on and goes to seek his revenge. That's yeah. the, the the basic plot summary of this, yes. right? Like, that's kind of what goes down. Um, but there's so much depth to this movie. Like, we, you talked about it being brutal before. And there are so many layers. Like, everyone in this movie is a fucking awful person. Like, all of them. Like... The toxic, toxic masculinity in this is just seeping through every moment of it. Like, every bloke in this is just horrible. They're all raised to be disgusting. And I get it. Like there Yeah, is, yeah I guess it's, like it's, it's you're comparing a, t- a time. Like, you got to take it for what the time period is, right? Like, and it's, it's funny saying that as, like, a, a white <laughs> middle-class man in 2022. I like, mean, like but, this is the world that, that they lived in. Ex- right? Exactly. If you but, were like, oh, guys, we should stop doing this. You just got killed. Sorry, but that's, like, that, that's what I mean when, yeah. when, when I was looking for this big differentiation. Yeah. And, like, none of these people were, were her- heroines or... No. You know what I mean? Like, no. there was no hero arcs. No. It was just, this is a brutal world, and this is how you survive. Yeah. And I really liked that, and it was different. Not many movies are like that nowadays. Well, it was just a, like, I think what they, they talked a lot about it, um, the director, re, re, what, the, what is his name again? Uh, Eggers. Eggers and, and Alexander talked a lot about how, how they wanted to make like a true, like not like, like the essential Viking movie. Yeah. Like there was like not like, didn't, I guess, sugarcut things. Wasn't the Netflix Vikings. Yeah, it really you know isn't. What I mean? It really isn't. Where it's like this like beautiful, like romantic kind of like, like soap opera yeah. like movie. Like, no, this is what life was. That's the word I think I was maybe looking for. Yeah. None of it's romanticized. Yeah. None of it. Like to, yeah. at all. And it's great. And you get that from the very beginning. Like the fact that uh, Ethan Hawke, who plays Alexander Skarsgård's father, comes back from whatever war he's been fighting. And the first thing he does, it's not, you know, reconnect with his, his, his partner, his wife. It's to take his son on this weird acid trip and make him swear vengeance if anything ever happens to him. Yeah. Almost like he knew what the plot was going to do. But like, <laughs> I find that so interesting. Yeah, that's true. All the way through. Now, really quickly, and this is loosely based on the story of Amleth, who appears in the history of the Danes, written sort of circa 1200. I'm assuming that's BC. And Amleth in- actually went on to inspire Hamlet. Though we don't know if Shakespeare actually read that, but this is effectively Hamlet. This right? does so. I want to screams I'm gonna, Hamlet, dude. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna credit somebody, Mark Kermode from the Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Not that anyone's auditing me, but um, he <laughs> said it was Beowulf meets Hamlet, and it's fucking accurate. I said Beowulf in my it's fucking accurate in my um stupid plot summary, but that's it's what exactly that, that what this is precisely like yeah, that's it's it. Well said, and it's not quite Hamlet. But it's got all a lot of the essential parts the of the it. Tone is just like the, yeah, or like Macbeth even. Like in a different way, just because there's so much heady stuff in Macbeth as well. Somewhere in the middle, yeah. I think it marries like it, the three of them. But it's just like a Shakespearean thing with an old English like war tale, like which is what Beowulf. Is. Yeah, and I really, yeah. I really, I really liked all of it. So, what, what did you like surrounding this weird plot? Like, what did you yeah. think of the performances? Like, like? It's an ambitious movie with some ambitious performances. Yeah, big time. Like everybody, everybody went for it. Skarsgård does really good crazy eyes. He does. It's when he talks that things kind of fall apart. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> my mouth opens. Yeah. But like, sorry, I got to give this guy shit. I haven't done it yet. Literally, this guy's fucking catalog is Legend of Tarzan. Which, by the way, he was ripped in that too. The guy can get ripped. He, he is yeah, he, he, can, he can get huge in this. Um, Legend of Tarzan, True huge. Blood, the hot like when when I guess lately he's been doing better. Big Little Lies and Succession are both pretty oh, good yeah, shows. Yeah, he's trying. I haven't seen Succession, but I always get the Skarsgård's confused, and then you realize like Bill Skarsgård's a tiny little weird one who's in it, and then Alexander's this monster who's in this film. I'm now like, searching Bill Skarsgård, like as you say that, he's the guy from it. You know the guy who plays what, the, the clown? clown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who plays the clown. What he's... does that guy look like when he's not in the clown? Uh, Let's find out. Like the clown would look if you took the makeup off the clown, basically. So Really? Skarsgård is great oh, in man, this. Yeah. He's got like really good crazy eyes. I I'm, I think I'm with you. Like he his I don't think he's like acting is great in the same way that Arnold Schwarzenegger's acting wasn't great in the 90s. Like he he's str- more earnest. He struggles through a lot of the lines. Yeah. But he's very earnest, and I, and I like... He just threw himself into this role completely, yeah. which was really... You know, it was disarming a little bit. It was great. Yeah. And I liked Willem Dafoe in this. He was wild. Short-lived. He was short-lived, but then he came back later on. He yeah, was true. like... He was like a head later on, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I don't know. Is it really? I think that's in the trailer. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, as, as sort of this sort of half-fool, half-shaman thing, I thought he was really like... It's fucking... Goddamn Will Defoe, like yeah, he does he, what he it's wants. It's like Will Defoe is like kind of like your uh, what's the guys in what's the dudes in Shakespeare? I think it is in Hamlet, right? Uh, it starts with the G. Anyway, it's like the 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 fool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, he is. That's the point. Yeah. That's who he is, yeah. and and it's interesting when you see the playoff of uh, how he acts with Ethan Hawke's king versus the uncle who eventually kills said king. Yeah. Like he's a very different beast around the two of them. Yes. Um, I'm not really going to talk about the uncle because I think he's just a very stoic character. Like he's actually, fine. I actually quite liked his performance. I, I not, there wasn't a lot to it. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Like he, he was very much just the, for most of the film, the, the ire of the plot. Like he was the person they were all yeah. focused on, but I really liked uh, Nicole Kidman's uh, role in this I again I, th- I think for the second week in a row yeah the, the secondary female character kind of steals the performance absolutely yeah. and she's so multi-layered and we're going to get into it when we get into spoilers but like her character living day to day to survive so interesting and like we just got like tiny fl- we barely she was barely in the movie yeah and for me i was thinking the whole time like i want to know more about that character yeah you know anya taylor jo- well she just like empowers the I, I guess we can't talk about it yet um, Anya Taylor Joy is that her name? Yeah, she was also good. Pulled it off. Like no, just, nothing crazy. Like kind of just know she can play this role. Like she's got the yeah. crazy. She was in. She was in the Vitch. So yeah, um, yeah, she was. Is it witch um, or is it the Vitch? I, don't know. I think it's. I think, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's supposed to be witch. I think it's the witch. She's she's great in this in terms of she sort of plays the the secondary secondary female character. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's I've, not given all that much, but with no. what she's given, she does well. She does. And Although then, I have to call out this point, her accent is fucking awful. It's so bad. It flips between like this odd Nordic. I'm just not going to pretend like I know what a Dutch accent she, is. Okay, no, it's not. She was supposed to be Icelandic, and Whatever, occasionally yeah. she'd just throw in some Scottish. I'm like, that's that's not that's not Icelandic. It, 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 it sounded like she was trying to be like Finnish. Really bad. I, I, I don't know. Not good. Anyway, uh, Gustav Lind okay. plays the the younger like half brother oh, yeah, of okay. our main yeah, yeah. character. 
like the most hateable guy since Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Very seriously. good performance. Yeah. Really pointy, really yes, ratty. Like the hate, the most hateable character. Yeah. Like such a little twat. So I guess we can sort of talk about it because it, it, it comes at a point where you would see in the trailers. So at the point in the trailers where you're seeing Alexander Skarsgård as a grown up. Yes. Well, he is in real life. Uh, but as, <laughs> as, as the man mountain he becomes for this movie and yeah. starts his revenge tale, you find out that uh, the characters have moved on and the uncle who murdered his father has a new son. Yes. Two new sons, actually, yes. who we'll talk about more in spoilers. But that's a big driver of the plot. As yeah, well, one through. of them already existed. You see him as a baby in the very beginning. Do you? I didn't yeah, realize he that. Show, you, he shows you his baby. He's like, my son. The, the brother, that. when he introduces him, when Ethan Hawke introduces the brother, right. a baby gets thrown up. That's actually his I didn't son. know that. Okay. Yeah. The, so the crazy Wait, part, was that? Okay, go on. Go sorry. No, you can go. No, it's gonna. It's a spoiler request. Okay. Carry on. I, uh, we haven't even talked about it yet, but the we've talked a lot about like the plot but this is like seeped in mythos like big time it's like a very a very strong like when they say they wanted to make the essential viking movie they didn't just want to make a brutal movie they wanted to make it like why how that brutality ties into their beliefs of how the world was created and the gods Absolutely. and the mythos of uh, nordic mythology and it's it's done pretty well i'd say i think this sort part. of fits into that sort of world building conversation uh, which I is know. a good one to f file into and i really yeah. liked the world building in this i felt um, part part of the reason it, it was so good was it it was incredibly beautifully shot across different locations yeah, in mean, Scotland and Ukraine such and Iceland. A beautiful terrain and it makes it, me want to go. Yeah. Absolutely, I want I've, I've wanted to go to Iceland for so long, and yeah. it's one of these things whereby it almost fuels the mythos of the movie and the world building it's in. Like it's not it's not one of those distracting movies whereby. I kind of likened it in my head initially to Skyfall, the James Bond film, where it's beautifully shot, it's slow paced, but then the more I think about it, the less I believe that because the actual scenery in the background is mm -hmm. sort of, it's adding to the world, rather, whereas in Skyfall, it's just sort of like, let's take a minute to stare at the mist. <laughs> you know, like it's not, you're getting a feel for where the characters are and you, like the, the scenes where they're in like a muddy little town, you're like, oh, that's a really disgusting, like, feeling place. You could almost feel it on the, under their yeah. feet. But they did really well with the budget, too. So, like, you uh, juxtapose these huge, beautiful, sweeping shots with times when you could tell that the budget was running thin. And, like, when they were doing these action scenes, they clearly just didn't have the budget for a huge action scene. So what they did was a lot of it was panning behind a building. So you mm. pan through a town. Instead of following the action, you pan behind a building and you just see, like, the feet... Mm -hmm. Or you just hear the the action happening in the foreground, or like a child would run in front, uh, you know, running away from the battle in front of the camera, and it just all really worked for me. I don't know how you felt. Well, I think that it not only is it like because they didn't have the budget, I think it also just adds to the kind of franticness of it. Yeah. Like that and that I think that director is known for doing those. Yeah, he's done a couple of them. I think maybe in The Witch or something. I've yeah. read about it. But uh, I, I love to the those mystique shots. as well. Yeah, that berserker scene is like really cool. So where, good. like where you first meet our older prince and he's just a fucking badass. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, big <laughs> like, time. Just literally just eating people. <laughs> I mean, literally, <laughs> he kills yeah. This guy and then just like bites into him. Bites Tom, his throat. Tom Hardy from Taboo. But that that sort of leads as well into a little bit of the action conversation as well because yeah, the way the action is filmed ties often into where it's being filmed. So the f we'll talk about it in a little bit, but the final battle, they probably put a bit more budget into the final battle because you it think? ties into exactly where they are. But <laughs> the action is so well choreographed that they can it can carry on. And you, 
you're going to come out the other side of it. I, I'm pretty sure they're all one shots. They are going through those they towns. Are. So and yeah. they they do it more than once. So the scene when at the very beginning when Ethan Hawke's king gets murdered mm-hmm. and it's young Alexander Skarsgård, well, I'm not sure what the actor's called, the the child Bob, Bob cut actor is running. He's running, it looks like he's had a bowl put on Bob his head cut. and like shaved around. He's so like, yeah, he really is. Give me a strudel, <laughs> like. <laughs> but so what's happening is um, the father's been killed, and then they're running. They're, they're running through the streets, being victorious. The uncle and mm-hmm. everyone. And at this point, he's got Nicole Kidman over his shoulder, and she's you know like she's frantic and etc. Yeah. And then the child is in the our side of the buildings on this side of the camera, and he's running along. And you're seeing it from his perspective, everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. You don't actually see what's happening. And I find that really interesting. Yeah. And that fits the action as well. So like the action scenes often fit this pattern of you don't see a lot, but it's mostly implied. You, you almost like see it from his perspective. Like yeah, the, it's great. The, which yeah. Is, and it's his revenge story. And it's yeah, him it figuring out what that means throughout the... But is he any film. better than the dude who did it to him? Well, like that's, that's the question. Get, that's it's where we so get into tones and things. Yeah. Like... Well, let's um, before we move on to that, then let's just quickly touch yeah. on the the CGI for this. Like, I think it was pretty minimal. Like, you, there was obviously some for that big final battle scene. That I think we there was just about. like some like yeah editing, and the, they obviously the one thing that really lets this movie down, and it's the same for the Green Knight that we talked about, is those weird fucking CGI animals. Why do they have them? They're awful. Which ones was this? In this, it had a fox that he ran after all the time. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I mean, stop it. It's because like, he's a spirit animal. And it's like, how do you make a fox listen? Well, just, yeah. I know. How do you make a fox listen? <laughs> it's just like, all the things we things. get into on this yeah, podcast. You know. But like, uh, it, they don't they don't work for me. Like, just find find a different way or get a better CGI. And I kind of agree. It takes you out of it. It's not good. Yeah. And it was at night too. Like, how was it, it so was bad? It was at night. You, oh you would God. think it would be like, look more realistic. Crazy absolutely mental but then yeah okay let, let's talk tones and themes then because we're sort of leaning on it i feel like while we while we're talking about this movie um i found the tone of sort of uh you know toxic masculinity it runs through this movie like it i don't think it's supposed to i don't think it's in well i mean i think toxic masculinity has like a very very like modern charge to it like so it's like hard for me to like like I, I associate it with like i don't know though like a, a, that history piece like uh, i don't know though with the uh, with the king piece. with the king telling his son he has to be a warrior and he has to avenge him and he has to you're like just, that was their culture though that was just, literally their gods that's what they said like you don't go to heaven if you don't die with a sword in your hand that's also pretty toxic though. Like, come on like, <laughs> i'm not saying it's just to- grow old uh, it's just like toxic masculinity it's just more like with a sword in his hand is that a euphemism dre <laughs> Again, I'm not a Nordic professor. <laughs> um, I, I, I it just I, I associate that with like mo- like modernity, right? So it's like hard for me to call it sure. that. But I, I take your point. Just like I, almost just the brutality of man. Yeah. You know. And yeah, like, yeah. And, and nature, because this is almost like one degree removed from nature. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and it's almost like okay, like humans are almost worse than animals because we're smart enough to like not only just abuse each other because we have to. Cause it's like, you know, cause we uh, can survive, but because we can, and we learn that like, it's like, it's easier, right. If you can have slaves and that kind of stuff, but yeah, we didn't talk about the slaves. Let's not go into that just yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, revenge maybe not been the healthiest option in life. Yes, probably that's one obvious, as well. obviously a theme. And like, I know it's obvious, but like you have to call it out. Otherwise, someone's going to be like, mm, what, about the old, the, what about the revenge thing? You can let your past refine you or you can exactly. let it define you. And you know, if you let it define you, that kind that kind of can 
potentially destroy you. Maybe not. I don't, who Maybe knows? Not. But, who knows? Before uh, we go on then, what are your three best and three worst about this movie? Now, the reason we do three best and three worst is for new listeners is... Because we want to give you some options to maybe think about reasons, maybe why you would see the movie or maybe why you wouldn't see the movie without spoiling it. Yes, that would be And true. we, for some reason, do three of each. <laughs> <laughs> that is why we do it. Uh, I, I'd say my first is just the, the performances across the board, especially the secondary actors, right? Um, like, they just do a good job. You get good actors, and it's, a, yep. it's an ambitious movie with good actors, which is always like, you know, those are two really important points. Yep. Um, my, my second would be just like the mythological elements and how they, they intertwine it to the, into the plot pretty well. Yeah. Like he's still making his own choices, yep. but you do feel as if you understand like how someone could confuse their choices for fate. Yeah. And how that, like once you've heard, like once you get your mind stuck on something, like a prophecy or like where something could go, you can almost self-fulfill that. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, which I thought was like very interesting. And then just some of the like action sequences for, you know, it's not like a blockbuster action movie by any means. Yeah. But the sequences were just really cool. Like the Hell's Gate fight on the volcano. Yeah. Um, and the the Berserker fight, which we've alluded to. It's just like really well shot. Minimal action. I like that. It's brutal, though. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, mine are a little bit more abstract than usual. But I also like when we come up with things that are different to each other. I think yeah. often when we talk about like... An ambulance, or you know what I mean, like some we are, some we trash are. movie. It's we just like the same things. It's like, what is there actually to like about this movie? But I, I've got some quite kind of almost diverse ones this time. Um, my first one's not. It's just Alexander Skarsgård's abs. Dude, they're fucking good. good. How, well how do you get abs like that? Steroids. Uh, my second one must be. <laughs> you, you think it's at least human growth hormone? Yeah. Like he's too big. Like, his shoulders are ridiculous. Yeah, but, like, abs, like, it's also just, like, how much fat you have on you, right? Yeah, 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 understood. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the overall size of him no, and physique, absurd. it's absurd. unnecessary. Yeah. You see him in his in his goofiest IMDb picture. He's not, he doesn't have that frame to him. He had to build that from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, my second one was the fact, tried mostly to be realistic with stuff. Like, perfect example is when you meet uh, the king at the beginning, Ethan Hawke's king, He's got a wound in his stomach. And at that point, even he knows this is pretty much it. Like, you don't come back from that in this time. Like, unless you're pretty lucky or you've got a really good healer of some description, which he probably didn't have. Mm -hmm. That's it. So that's probably part of the reason why he was so keen on going for one more battle. You know yeah. what I mean? So he could go out in style. And I like that. They, they tried that all the way. They tried to keep that sort of vein all the way through. Yeah. Uh, the other one was, I just really like A24's take on Hollywood. They just do it different. No one has this, no one has this style. It's not even Hollywood. It's like, it's just like good movies. Like yeah. Hollywood now has like a bad taste in my mouth when I hear the word Hollywood. Big time. It's just like, a, they're like almost independent movies that are like what. Well budgeted. But used to be good Hollywood movies. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, um, agree with that. How about the ones you didn't like? Yeah. Do you want to do your offer worst or should I do mine? Um, I'll do mine. You I, go. I, I liked the movie overall it plotted in like the fourth act of five and i didn't really like when it devolved from this mythological slat like story and revenge story into like the semantics of how the revenge was going to happen mm. and it started that kind of happened like in mm. the fourth act when they were like the pl and that was when they were like talking to each other a bit um yeah you I've know him and his bay and it, just the dialogue kind of pulls you out of it and it, it wasn't very good either yeah um so that was kind of one of the the parts where i think it stumbled it's like 
worse. It's not that bad. I wouldn't be surprised if you busted out one of the Arnies. I, I, uh, if you have not heard our Total Recall episode, go back and listen oh to that. No. That's, that's a throwback. <laughs> go on. Alexander Skarsgård did his best. Oh, no. Yeah, he was. that's what I mean. He was real trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Alexander Skarsgård, like, again, hard time calling it worse, but, like, if I had to pick apart a person who kind of sometimes took it out, it's, like, kind of the same as the first one. Sure. When he talks too much, I didn't quite believe him anymore. Sure. Something yeah, I'm, about I'm it, like, you know, I don't know what, it might have been the dialogue, it might have been just we didn't have enough time with these characters to actually make it feel legitimate, like, enough, yeah. like, character moments, because it was always just mythos, revenge, mythos, revenge. But some of that stuff fell flat. And I thought I thought the kid version of him was quite eloquent. He was like an interest, like he was actually an interesting character. Like I mean, he was obviously a little wuss, but like that's the point. Uh, I'm obviously been facetious, but like he was portrayed as this like quite weak seeming uh, child who'd been sort of mollycoddled a little bit by yeah, his by his mother. Yeah, they imply it. The dad but, says it. Yeah, and he ha- but he had a lot to him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, that all came through in that 15 minutes performance that he had. Whereas the Skarsgård yeah. one had the rest of the film and could just about grunt and if you didn't do anything if you did any more you weren't sure what he was like but he became like the personification of hate Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so it was like when when he didn't which was like really cool to watch right he became almost the thing that haunts the bad act that was committed that that was yes created which in in turn trade turns him into a monster yeah right and it's just like i when he when they broke away from that it's like i don't know how you how you do that and don't lose a little steam. Yeah, like they did. Okay, what's your final one? Not enough to vote. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. I wish I had his, that. His like middle, his couple key moments were very good. He's got yeah. such a unique face. I love that <laughs> man. That's crazy. Um, super quickly, mine then are. Uh, I think you kind of touched on it, but challenges pacing. We were going to touch on it more uh, a minute ago, but like, there's just half an hour, twenty minutes too much of this movie. Like you, you kind of touched on what I thought of. Um, you could have cut out like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of the revenge. Just hint at it. Like they did such a good job of hinting at the action all the way through. And then all of a sudden you've got to see him stabbing a dude in his bed. It's like, I, I don't need to see that. Like, I mean, maybe that's the thing. one you needed to see, right? Because that was the brother. It wasn't just sure, sure, but you get what, you I, mean. what I mean. Like, it, you get what yeah, I mean. Like that revenge part was like it was way long when they were discussing movie. how they were going to do it and where. I'm like, I don't mind. Yeah, sh- sh- show me, don't tell me. Right. And like the fact that it took a detour. And that was the worst part, the dialogue. So it's like, yeah. literally just show me, don't tell me what it would perfect. And the fact they took a detour <laughs> into looting an Elden Ring for like 15 minutes while he's trying to find a new sword. I was like, it, I, I get it. It's a good storytelling device and I like what you're doing here. The but Elden like, Ring bit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I like that. I, I did too, but yeah. I didn't need all of it. Like he had the fox bit. I didn't and then need the fox. Like, no, the like, fox just, could have been cut. The pacing was a problem in yeah. this. Like they could have, that, that final act. It was, it was, it was, act, act. it was act four, I think it was, well, mm. uh, we say acts. There's like the, this is, it's cut into chapters. This movie. Yeah. So it's got four chapters. Is, is it, it four? Oh, then it, then it would have yeah. been three. If it was four, it was the, the third, third one for me. Yeah. was the, yeah. Anyway, uh, some, and this is, uh, this is a very sweeping statement, but some of the weird S- shit. Yeah. Some of the weird shit is hard to get, get behind. Like the bad CGI foxes, like there is, like you said, it, and, and fox, it, you said it's a good one thing. Fox, you, don't you, extrapolate the fox. Who knows? It could have been more. You said it's a as a good thing. Like all the mythology is great. Yes, but like if you're not nerds like us, it's, it's going to be tough to sit through that. Like two people in our cinema just got up and fucking left. But that like, was that was after <laughs> like just the like, third head rolled. I think that was more because yeah. of the gore, not because. No, the... I don't. I don't think so. They just got up and were like, yeah, it's too much. Like I don't. It was weird. Anyway, my final one is that I just think A24 is probably just not for everyone. 
Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you were, if yeah, it kind of ties. If you're a dumbass, then leave the theater. <laughs> you don't have any sensibilities. We don't need you. No, I, I genuinely think that I think these are tough watches, and like the way the Green Knight was uh, marketed, if you're not, I think you need to be prepared for what that movie was, yeah, and no, the I marketing agree. didn't do it justice. Similar-ish with this, like at least I, this sort of stuck to the revenge. This spot. was a bit closer, but like. It's supposed to be hard to watch. Yes, yeah. No, no, it's I agree. A, like, if you're showing combat, like, in this, like, time of humanity where, agree. where humans hate each other and you and you don't make it hard to watch, it's not true to form, so... Completely agree. Yeah. All right, then, the final question before we get into spoilers is, and don't interrupt me for once, DL, you interrupt me every week, is this movie better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Just making sure you weren't. Gonna <laughs> I'm finished. Okay, sweet. That's better. <laughs> it's better than Aquaman. Yeah, it is. because it, dude, the, the problem is, I guess we don't watch enough mediocre movies. We either watch really good movies. We watch all mediocre. No, movies. we watch really good movies or really bad movies. So the answer to this question is so obvious to me all the time, except for when we watch the ambience. What about? <laughs> yeah. What was... about Total Recall? That was pretty. I I considered that on the bad side, maybe. Yeah, that's exactly. But that's that's on the very bottom, very bottom. bad. Like, it's on the bottom. It's not very very yeah, bad. It's a bad movie. It's an average movie. It's just it's just a cult classic because of how bad it is. Mm, sure. All right. Spoilers. Yeah. Let's do this. There's a naked volcano fight. <laughs> no, look. Let's start. You can see his schlong. Let's start from the, the be- silhouette of his schlong. You pretty much can. Let's start from the beginning of the spoilers. So it turns out that uh, Alexander, huh? Father is killed by brother. Well, we knew that. We've talked about that. Yeah, spoiler. So it turns out that... That's not a spoiler. Um, <laughs> For those who haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. It turns out that Alexander Skarsgård's uncle, who had overthrown his father to become the leader of his kingdom, has been overthrown by somebody else and is now a sheep herder. Shortly thereafter. Yeah, is now a sheep herder. And when Alexander Skarsgård hears about this, that's what sets off his revenge mission. But yes. it's a case of... It's such a such a downer on what you expect you expect him to go back to this cool village you expect it to be the, the last kingdom yeah exactly and it's definitely it's, it's not, not. That. it's like it's like his uncle's a weak human yeah, as well because this shitter like yeah like Tiny middle little, of nowhere yeah. like it's like two, hobbiton two huts not even hobbiton be like lit compared to this <laughs> <laughs> it's just like there's like two huts and a fox now the most interesting part of this whole the whole spoilers for me the most interesting part is that nicole kidman's character his uh, Alexander Skarsgård's mother has actually changed allegiances and is now with the, the uncle's loyal partner. So she's she's turned from the king she then loved, and her version of events now is that she actually helped plan the overthrow of the father previously. And the big revelations are all about her. She was previously a slave who mm-hmm. was taken, uh, who got pregnant to the the previous king, and he took her on as his wife because of this, and. Essentially, she is just living day to day trying to survive. It's yeah, super it's, interesting. It's uh, I mean, it's not known. Like they build up to it quite. Like you still don't know if she's like with him because she's yeah. now got another yeah, kid yeah. and she's just trying to survive. Like that's what you assume, right? Yeah. And when for the first like twenty minutes of her being back around, exactly. And you you find out when he finally does take his make his move. Um, he's he's basically trying to meet up with her, talk with her, so that they can plan and escape. And escape. Yeah. She reveals like, "Fuck, I don't want to escape with you. Like, I yeah. wanted. To, I actually told him to kill you. Yeah. Like, she turns out to be, you know, she. I, I never really. I, I was never convinced by anything she said at any point in the movie, and I think that's a really 
really top-notch piece of acting by Nicole Kidman. Like, I was never sure. Like, there was a point when she then tried to seduce Alexander Skarsgård that and be like, weird. you could be my king. And it's like, are you just trying to, like, get to the next thing? Like, what's happening? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's kind of like that's that was her, to show, I think it was, like, to prove her point, right? Yeah. Like, this is what I would have had. Like, to this point, I this is what I've had to do before. I'll do it again. Like, now you understand why. I yes. Kind of thing. And she's but, also had a second child with the uncle. To say that, like... It, it, it the one part that seemed a bit fucking harsh was like how much she's like i told him to kill you yeah which was like that would you really do that like that's that takes you from like she really seemed that, to hate that, that dude that took her from being like understandable to being a bit like okay well maybe you are pretty evil <laughs> she's she, i just didn't know where she was gonna turn next it was yeah. it was a crazy good performance it was um, a, and it was a really good twist because it's a trope reversal right yeah. like you're ex you're expecting him you're first expecting it to be this grand homecoming where he st steals back his kingdom. Nope, yeah. it's already been stolen. He doesn't have an army. He's exactly. not doing that. It's just a kind of lowly revenge flick. And then the ne but, but then the yeah. next reversal is, yeah. rather than him just finding this dude, murdering everyone, he goes and tries to fit into the community. Like, they obviously don't know what it looks like. They, can't, they haven't seen him since he was a child. So Skarsgård goes to his uncle's new community as a slave. Yeah, well, that was, yeah. And spends half the freaking movie just pottering around doing housework. Well, I think it's, like, hard. It's I think it's implied that, like, as good as he is, he can't take on, like, 20 guys at once. So he needs to find a way to, like, Wait till I go to sleep. Silently assassinate <laughs> him. But I think the whole, the whole, that whole part of the movie for me was where the pacing fell down. I was a bit like, let's speed this along. Like, you're already there. Like, but that gave him a chance to meet Anya Taylor-Joy's character. And eventually yeah. she gets pregnant to him. And, the final mind-blowing twist of this movie, which I really liked, was the fact that they were about to escape. So Alexander Skarsgård had mostly done all of his murdering. He'd murdered chooses, both of the sons. Chooses his bay. Well, there's the, throughout the movie, like it's like faded. Like you yeah. need to like choose your revenge or yeah. choose love. Like yeah. uh, like that, I choose both. This will be your choice. Yeah, you at least sounded <laughs> like him as well. Um, no, I, I choose both. Yeah. Um, I, that, no, that was really good. I really like that that point of the movie whereby he basically made he is so revenge filled he can't see the fact that he has this beautiful partner with his baby in her they're about to sail off to freedom where they'd probably never be found again his whole deal is now he can't he's he's had turns can't let go and he can't let go of his revenge and his whole point is oh well if he finds out we're still alive he will find us and kill us probably not he's an old man he doesn't have that many resources. Just go and enjoy your life. Well, it was so close, and the movie was long enough where you were like, "This could be the end." Like, it could you, be. You, we like, you knew it wasn't. Yes. But it, I actually tricked myself into thinking it might be. Yes. That's how good it was. The happy ending. It, it was a. It was a good little psych out. And then There's no happy ending. From, it goes from that to like naked volcano fight. Naked volcano fight where like the lighting is so good because you can see his arm is like half hacked off by the oh, end of it and he, and he just about is about to get killed and fail and he manages to scream himself into some steroids <laughs> some spinach to make the final blow so the final fight is yeah. obviously alexander skarsgård's amethyst i'm never gonna say that right and his uncle right on a volcano not sure why it was part of his vision so that's where they had to do it obviously I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, it's also a mythological thing like gates of hell. yeah and they would have also melted because they were literally around lava and naked so it didn't really make sense but yeah like, like you're right like i thought that final action scene was melt? really <laughs> they would do you melt if you're in your lava pretty much okay 
You just you, know, you do Anakin Skywalker did. You burn up. I will I, avoid lava. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna do my uh, original stupid plot summary about Usually. Anakin Skywalker, but I was like, oh, that gives away a bit much in a film. Yeah. Usually, I, I just like walk around lava. Oh, yeah, now yeah. that I know, I will. Avoid oh, good, good, yeah, good. Make sure you uh, make sure you do it naked and yeah. you won't melt. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, that like all the action in this is super visceral, and that fight is like endemic of that. Like it is, it really rams that point home. Like these are just two dudes who literally have nothing to live for about this well one has nothing to live for everything has everything to live for yes and they're just like let's finish this now and you can almost hear the mortal combat finish him yeah well it's just it's just it's also just really ironic because you know he's he's taking away what he could have had for, for something that he knows now was fraudulent exactly and so it's just like he, he he has become the haunted he's become the cursed person actually yeah. In all actuality. Like yeah. He, you know. And that was my point in the very yeah. beginning when I said everyone's a bad bloke in this. Like, yeah. he is so stricken Another by revenge. Reversal. It's great. Yeah. No, and I said, no one is a hero in this. There are zero heroes in this film. The, no one is good. No one comes out of it looking like a good person. Even Anya Taylor-Joy's character, she does a bunch of dodgy shit. She spikes all the mo- with mush with uh, weird mushrooms. Him. How messed up is the dude who has his the nose... The only guy that actually is a nice guy is like his slave mate. Who gets... Who gets just like pummeled by? Doesn't he get murdered? Other slave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, and and there is another interesting twist in there, whereby the youngest son of Nicole Kidman and the uncle, I should stop. I should find his name. Actually, runs onto a sporting pitch and gets knocked out by a, a big behemoth dude who's like running. I think that running was. Run. The, I think that, that might have been the mountain. The mountain yeah, yeah, you might be right. And actually. Skarsgård could have let him kill the kid and then that's one less person off his hit list. He doesn't have mm. to kill a child. But Skarsgård wants to do it himself, which is disturbing in itself, and actually saves the kid from the mountain so he can kill, effectively kill him himself? I weird, don't, I don't think reversal. that's actually like... I don't think that... My, my take on that wasn't that the motivation was so he could kill him himself. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. But like that's how it turned out. Yeah, it is how it turned out. But he, I think he accidentally kills the kid, doesn't he? Because the kid fucking shanks him in his... And his traps. <laughs> goes, These are too big. Cut some of this meat off. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, shank, shank, shank. The kid's a bit strange. Uh, the um, kid, that kid actually reminded me of uh, Game of Thrones' Robin Aaron. Yeah, he kind of does. For a long time. The, the other part of it um, that is like a reversal is like, obviously the mom, you know, isn't this damsel in distress, but like yeah. kind of, well, she is and she isn't, right? But she's she's got agency and she makes mm. some pretty grave and, and horrifying choices as we've talked about to to get herself out of her situation. But, and, and there's not a lot of hints other than the fact that you don't really see everything that happens after his you dad dies. You see enough though. Like she, she didn't look like she was crying tears of joy. They are tears of joy when she gets like picked up by the brother and sure, then taken away back when he's a kid. And you're like, Oh fuck, he's literally just going to rape her and she's going to be his new wife. Um, so I kind of felt like, Oh, in another, in another film, you might think that that, that twist is unearned. Because there was no real hints. There was a, so just give a bit of backstory to that. that yeah. Twist. So so like the fact that the mom actually planned the assassination yeah. of the husband and and the Alexander's dad in the beginning of the film was actually not. You know, she wasn't stricken by it. She helped plan it. Yeah. Right. That twist you you would say might feel unearned typically, but then you actually because by the end of the movie when you finally hear about this, it's been such a brutal yeah. movie, and everyone is like so fucking brutal to each other. They're slaves, and then no one is good. You're kind of like, oh, I can totally accept that she would do anything to just keep herself safe in this Absol- world. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I don't need any little foreshadowings for that to feel real. Like, I get it. Absolutely. And that's yeah. kind of 
that kind of nicely brings it around to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like, this is just a brutal movie. And that is completely circularly made up by the fact everyone just dies at the end. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Except Ex- for the except for the mom. No, the mum the mum gets murdered. Killed. Sorry, the uh Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, the, the second mom. Well, let's talk about that very quickly before mm. we move on. Anya Taylor Joy, right? So what happens is they're sailing away on a boat to go Come and sail away. Yeah. Sorry. Sail away with me, honey. They're sailing away on a boat, Alexander Skarsgård and Anya Taylor Joy, to freedom, bell- baby in belly, and they're about to have everything they ever wanted, she wanted. And he essentially jumps off the boat. He does a lot of swimming. Swan dives, yeah. Jumps off the boat, swims back to the island to go and murder his uncle. Okay, mm. great. He's just left a very pretty woman on her own on a boat with a bunch of seafaring dogs <laughs> who are going to be at sea for weeks <laughs> without seeing another woman. There is this world. no way yeah. she's getting out of that not having defiled in some way. Well, I think it's implied that it's like, what's his name's men? And they think yeah. that it's his son. He's oh, the son, right? Right, like right, they, right, right, right. right before that. But you, to your point, like, I didn't realize that. may that. not stop that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just get the feeling that when you're away, f- like when you're off land for that long. In this world. In this world, anything. Yeah. Anyway, that was our rambling overview. Do you want some... Trivia, trivia, Dre. Yeah, I, I was going to say, let's do some trivia. Also, how do you rank this in terms of like revenge movies? Give me some other revenge like movies. Like Handmaiden, Kill Bill, Mean Girls, Old Boy. Is it up there? Old Boy's great. I haven't seen it. but The original Old Boy's a yeah. favorite, actually. Um, notice I included Mean Girls with Old yeah, Boy. Yeah, I was going to say. A revenge, I was... It's a revenge story. It's also, also it not a terrible movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Taken, revenge movie. Great film. You love that. No, I hate Liam Neeson. Yeah. I can't. You would say it's better for than me. Taken. For me, yeah. it's probably up there with the best of the revenge movies. But better mainly than, because of all of the differences. Better or worse than John Wick? Oh, good question. I like John Wick a lot. I know. I, I'm I'm trying to hit the hard questions here. John Wick's more entertaining. This is more interesting. Yeah, agreed. So I'm not giving you a straight answer. Look, let's do some true or false trivia for this. All right, are you ready? Yeah. True or false? Originally, the second chapter of the book took part in scotland but the idea was vetoed by alexander skarsgård because he thought there was too much viking fiction taking place in that area and suggested ameth going east instead is this true or is this false i think it's true because he's a viking nerd ah very 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 close it was yeah. actually it was supposed to take part in the british isles i just narrowed it down to scotland so dick move it was a dick move, but I, I, I got you. But it's, it's pretty much true. Like, he is yeah. a massive Viking nerd. And I, I love that that fact that he had so much sway in this. Yes. He clearly too. knew what he was talking about. Well, he needed to. Yeah, he really Anytime did. he doesn't have sway, he, he ends up as a vampire. <laughs> true. Like, he's in, like, three vampire movies. Anyway. All right, here's your second trivia. True or false? After shooting wrapped, several of the actors received gifts from the set. Nicole Kidman received a sword. Willem Dafoe received an actual longship. Bjork, who was in the movie for about 15 seconds, <laughs> received three horses, and Alexander Skarsgård received the movie's blood-stained thong he wore <laughs> for a week of shooting Gross. for the final scene of the film. Gross. I Do like, you want a sword, or do you want a thong? I think, like, logistically, all of those things are a pain in the ass, except for the thong, I guess. Like, I'm going to say... I, I, 
They're all yeah, rich enough to do it, but false. Just getting three horses. A long ship? Yeah. <laughs> this you, is, a, this where, is apparently true. Where do you put it? Like, where do you put it? <laughs> when do you use a long ship from the movie? Like, there is a really cool bit in the movie, actually, when he's with his uh, his wolf pack buddies. We didn't really mm. talk about, much about that. But, yeah, we didn't. Well, it's into were, the mythos, though. They all yeah. think they're animals. Kind and of they, they, were, they were rowing down, down the river, and there were just two fishermen, and the lad just, like, shot them just for the fun of move. it. Dick move. Dick move. Funny, though. Yeah. True or false? Eggers wanted some of the berserkers to be completely naked, but did not pursue this because he feared it would be uh, too audience alienating. True or false? Uh, true. It is true. He also yeah. worried that it would give the film too high an age restriction to get any money back for it. So there were some pretty much naked scenes. Yeah. But more silhouetted naked scenes. Yeah, more silhouetted bloody naked scenes. Also kind of like, like just uh, even just them going over without the shirts on, I was like, I get it. It's a small village. You're big yoked dudes, but like, surely you want some sort of armor. You want to have some armor. Like Lock. if they're just naked, it's like you're just absolutely asking for it. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Yeah, that's very true. Look, that was our rambling overview of the Northman. I bloody loved that this week. But we're back to the heady movies. I knew you love a good heady movie. Over to talk total about. recall. Well, head, it's, it is total recall. Was heady, I guess. But yeah, no, I uh, I loved it, man. It was a good movie. It's fantastic. Ambitious and well executed for the most part. And um, just excited for more out of this A24, man. When's, Absolutely. When's the next same. one out? When down. is the next one out? Um, Wait, where's, where's their MCU style breakdown of the upcoming yeah, movies over yeah. the next 10 years? the next 10 years of A24. Do you want some correspondence, DL? Yeah, I've got a couple myself for sure. Let's get into you it. You start with one. Fan of the show, Justine says, awesome. What did you make me watch? <laughs> That was shit. <laughs> so this was and friend. This, this is, is one of the people that uh, attended. This is with one us. of the people who attended with yeah, this. Yeah. And then friend of the show, Mazeman, actually, you know, surprisingly, enjoyed the movie. That's did not think it was shit. Just made her sick. Oh wow. Yeah, a lot of blood. Physically sick. Yeah, physically ill. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, no reviews of this movie, unfortunately, <laughs> yet. But we would love to know what you guys think. Hit us up at, at Podcast Assemble yeah. on Instagram and let us know. We had a couple of other bits though. We did have a uh, social media guy, Lockie. He messaged us and asked us, when are we going to see the Doctor Strange movie? And I've had a few people asking me this question this week. When are we going, DL? Next next Wednesday. I think we're going on Wednesday. Is yeah. that the fourth? Gold class. We treated ourselves. We're, Pinky go- out. we're going all out. All out. So he is also going on the fourth, but he's going late. He's going like a 10 p.m. show. Mm. So yeah, I'm super. that's our show next week, right? That's uh, Tommy's that's favorite, favorite most anticipated movie. It's probably up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be up there. One of the top three, I think. <laughs> Look, next piece of uh, correspondence is from friend of the show, Chris, who asks us, have either of us been playing any of the Lego Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga? And my answer to that is no, but I love the Lego games. Five times, five times fast, that. You go. I could not. <laughs> the, 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 what, the Star Lego Star Wars Skywars Saga. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to oh say. Oh my God, it's difficult. I told you. Uh, no, I, I haven't played a Star Wars Lego game. Have you played any Lego games? Lego game, I should say, in okay. a long time. But like, they, they get good reviews. Yeah, he's, he, he says he really, he's really yeah. enjoying it. He's a bit of a Star Wars nerd yeah. by the, from what he says. And uh, yeah, he says he's really enjoying it. The last time I played a Star Wars game, I played the Harry Potter Star Wars games because we all know I'm a big nerd for the Harry Potter books. Mm. And I loved it. Can't wait for that. Stuck closer mm. to the books than it did the uh, the films, and the that's films why I did. liked it. Yeah. yeah, that's why I liked it. But good. yeah, that's a good one. Um, and final piece of correspondence from my end. 
we had a piece of content. Actually, we had this from a couple of people, but again, friend of the show, Mazeman, messaged and told us that April 26th, which is to two days ago. <laughs> which is the past. Which is now the past. But <laughs> when, she, when it was sent was the third anniversary of the Avengers Endgame opening night. And a bunch of people posted. If you've, have you seen the reaction videos of people in the cinema and they, everyone's around them when Cap picks up Mjolnir and everyone's going, oh, yeah. yeah. All the whooping from back yeah. at the beginning of the show. And yeah, we had a bunch of people send us that. So thank you guys, everyone, for the correspondence. Love it. Love it. Do you want to wrap up the show? Yeah, we we, we really appreciate it, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, we love when you send us memes. Tommy, do you get any memes this week? We didn't get memes. I know you we, sent me some some news, but I didn't see any memes. We didn't get memes. Didn't we light on the memes. We I, I, instead of the memes, I stuck with the uh, the Avengers three year anniversary. Oh, okay. But okay, we do love memes, guys. Yeah, we do love them. Send them through. Superhero memes are my um, favorite. And if if you you know enjoy talking, hearing us talk about like Total Recall and these <laughs> terrible, terrible movies. Hey, that wasn't a terrible movie. Terrible movies. Um, give us give us a five star review. We love it. We appreciate it. Helps the algos. Uh, and then again, lastly, man, thank you, Lockie. Um, hope you enjoy the movie next week. We really appreciate all the work you're doing. We'll be back next um, week with Doctor Strange. Yeah, we'll, we'll man, that's going to just be a good one, isn't it? Excited to talk about that one. Just going to, I think it's going to blow out the MCU, like what we expect. It's going to, as I said, way back when, when we were talking about Howard the fucking Duck, I think. It's my most anticipated <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's good. He Benedict Cumberbatch is going to power the next phase of the MCU. And Let's hope I think that's this true. is going to be the start of it, right? So, well, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Tally ho. Tally ho.